Future trading involves risk and is not suitable for all investors. Content provided in this segment is meant for educational purposes and is not a solicitation to buy or sell commodities. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another GDT Tuesday. I am your host, Cody. With me from Chicago, Mr. John Spainauer. John, how are you doing on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon? Well, I'm doing great, Cody. It's about 40 degrees here, and that is a stark difference to the three degrees we started out with over the weekend. So, you know, how could I be anything but great? And I can do nothing but put a smile on your face. Oh, you betcha. I love it. Well, talking about putting a smile on your face, we had a, a, a higher GDT auction today. Yeah, you bet, Cody. This is the first auction in the last four that is higher. Uh, if you go back to the last auction of 2022, we were significantly lower by about 3.8%, followed up by the first auction of the year. It was down 2.8%. Last auction we'll call unchanged, and this auction on the aggregate up 3.2%. And uh, some of the leaders out here today, butter up 6.6% coming in on a U.S. equivalent of about $2.10. I'll put that into uh, contrast to the EU price at about 212. And as of today, the U.S. price went up to about 240. If we look over to the cheddar side, came in about 2.3% higher. That is going to put the New Zealand price at 225, the highest in all the land. Uh, the European cheddar equivalent of about a dollar 80, and a U.S. equivalent here of uh, just shy of a dollar, or excuse me, just above a dollar 80 here on a U.S. cheddar price. On an average, we're a little bit lower than that. However, we would say that the uh, U.S. is likely the lowest. Uh, on this index, at least, the U.S. is going to be the lowest cheese price. It is, however, important to point out that in the EU, if we go into some of those other prices like mozzarella and Gouda, we get into the prices as low as 150 in there. However, I think if we focus our attention over something that's very important here is whole milk powder. Whole milk powder came in 3.8% higher. And I guess this is just such an important one because there is no better indication of if China's here or not than to see whole milk powder prices go up. You know, China buys a, a little bit of everything and they buy a lot of whole milk powder. And the whole milk powder price is just such a, a big part of the GDT composite index. It was up 3.8% today. And then finally, probably the, the biggest disappointment of the day was skim milk powder came in at 0.0. It really didn't make a move at all here. And just to give a little bit of context to this, we would say whole milk powder futures were pointing towards about a 6% increase. Again, came in at 3.8% higher. So significantly higher there just slightly lower than what futures were looking for. So some people might see that as a disappointment. However, when we get over to skim milk powder, those were looking for about three, almost 4% increase today. Came in at, again, 0.0. That is a pretty big disappointment in terms of what the futures were looking for. However, I think that's the glass half empty outlook here. The glass half full is, again, this is 3.2% higher on the composite index and all products steady to higher. Again, whole milk powder being our, our, our big dog of the show, 3.8% higher. Now, John, if we're going to take these prices and equate them back to uh, the prices that we have in the States here on butter, cheese, and, and nonfat, where do we kind of play out within the whole scheme of things right now? Well, like we said earlier there, Cody, on the nonfat side, we are at $1.24. The EU is, I think, 
uh, a little bit higher than the last price print that we have. But if we go to our friends at Trigona, they have EU skim last week at about a dollar thirteen equivalent. We're at a dollar twenty-four right now. I think the EU is going to come up, so that puts the U.S. right now though a little bit above the EU, but below New Zealand. So kind of caught in the middle there. Again, on the cheese side. We are against these prints, the lowest in the world at a dollar, you know, a dollar seventy ish on the average, with the EU at a dollar eighty and New Zealand at two twenty five. So uh, again, if we just look at this, we start to say, boy, we're, we should be getting into the export world uh, a little bit more, or at least exports picking up. However, again, I have to warn that some of the, the product that we're exporting is going to be mozzarella and other products that compete with Gouda, like barrels. Some of those prices in Europe, again, are in the 150s right now. Well, I, I, that gives us pretty good synopsis on where we are uh, over the whole global you know, spectrum of everything, you know, kind of the playing field. So, John, from this auction that we've had today, what would be the biggest standout in your mind? Would it be China coming back in the amount of whole milk powder that has traded? Would that be the biggest thing? You know, the uh, total GDT volume that was on the exchange today for the third event was the highest that it's been since 2014. So one of the highest volumes that we've had since 2014 trades off and prices are 3.2% higher. Now, I don't know how you want to take that. You can say, wow, there's a lot of volume that has to be moved. But I tend to look at it and say a lot of volume did get moved. And if you were to you know, just stand back from it, from a fundamental slash technical analysis side to say we went higher on big volume, um, that tends to, to you know, really stand out and say that's really supportive or a very positive sign. If we go and dial in a little bit on some other metrics here, though, we can look at North Asia, who we'll refer to as China here on the GDT. Their volumes year to date through the first three events. This is the second most volume that we've seen China purchase on the GDT year to date since 2014. If we go back to 2021, they had a a big start to the year, and we all know where that ended up in terms of pricing. I don't necessarily feel like that will follow through. But it is important to point out that China did a significant amount of purchasing on the GDT. And if we look at it in terms of a year over year change, we can say they purchased 8% more on this auction this year than they did in the last. Uh, It was just a big auction in general. And a lot of people kind of stand out here. The Middle East, you know, they they kind of go back and forth, uh, but they bought 58% more than they bought on the corresponding auction last year. Maybe the disappointment here is Southeast Asia down 15% year over year. So uh, if you go back in time, why China wasn't buying, we had Southeast Asia picking up a significant amount of volume off the GDT, very big volumes all year long. Now we have China returning and you have Southeast Asia backing off recently. So those two things uh, kind of go in contrast. I would make the argument that if Southeast Asia was here, the results of this auction probably would have been significantly higher than where they were. So I think to answer the question that we've been talking about the past couple of episodes would be, when is China going to come back? Are they going to come back? You're saying right now, it looks like we have found the answer in that they are indeed back to buying some product. Yeah, that's really a question that uh, when people ask you, you kind of have to shake your head at. The people will say, when is China going to come back? And I'll make the argument they've, they've been here for the last three auctions now. 
They've put up a, a really substantial, you know, showing, if you will, studied the market out. And now we're starting to move higher. One auction doesn't make a, a trend in terms of pricing, but it certainly is a probably a key reversal, at least, and shows us that the, the, the market has some stability in it, at least from the Chinese standpoint. Uh, I think you know, the uh, the next question that comes along is, hey, smart guy, you've been saying that when China comes back, we'll probably see the market stabilize and go higher. Now you say, hey, look, China came back and all I see is prices going lower, at least here in the U.S. What gives? And I think in order to get to that answer, you've got to look across the pond our way, excuse me, from our side of the pond over to Europe. The European Union, at least in terms of their dairy complex, has been, and for lack of a better phrase, and a bit of a fire sale here for the last six to eight weeks. And as I mentioned earlier, you have cheese prices down in the you know sub 150 area. You had skim milk powder get down into the 113 area. There were probably even some trades in the 110 area. And then finally, their butter price got down to about 206, just shy of getting down to the $2 mark. Really some intense pressure on their pricing over the last you know six to eight weeks. And I think that has really overshadowed the return of Chinese purchasing on the GDT. So now you can almost flip it and say, okay, instead of the question of when is China coming back is now the question of when does the fire sale slow yeah. across the pond, right? Yeah, it really is. And uh, I guess in order to answer that question, you have to take a dive into what's going on in Europe, right? Why why is there a fire sale? And I think that's a really difficult one. It's a, you know, a horse of a different color in terms of, you know, is China going to come back? And when we look at the European side of things, I would say most importantly, I, I've said it before on here, this time last year, we, we couldn't stop talking about the lack of milk or the reduction in milk supply, as well as this is when we were really starting to enter into the, the war in the Ukraine. And so there was A, there wasn't going to be enough milk and B, even if there was milk, there probably wouldn't be enough energy to process it. So I think that put a bid in the milk prices and the end final good, if you will. And I think a lot of that got contracted for and and maybe some of it didn't get as much contracted for as people thought they were going to have. And what I mean by that is milk production since that time has increased significantly. We've had Germany as high as almost 4% higher year over year on milk production. Just some very significant growth numbers out of most of the European you know, engines of milk production. France being the one that has really kind of lagged behind, but almost every other European country is putting up good milk production numbers. So I think that means there was a little bit more milk or a lot more milk than people expected to have. And then if you follow over from there, you had people that didn't think they were going to have milk to sell or in product to sell. So they didn't contract for it. So in other words, we have a lot of uncontracted milk that we didn't expect to have in Europe or that they didn't expect to have. They're trying to manage that situation. In the meantime, there was a bit of a fire sale. They tend to go and solve their problem when there's a problem to be solved. And many times what we see is once that problem gets solved in terms of getting their supply and demand back in balance, at least on contracted sales, they tend to say, okay, we're done. And we get a bit of a price vacuum that comes back up. I don't know that we're in the price vacuum yet, but what I can say is there we are getting the sense out of Europe that the pressure 
that was on the market, at least in the skim milk market or the nonfat dry milk market, seems to have eased a little bit. I do think the cheese market seems to have eased a little bit as well on that pressure. But definitely people uh, just a few weeks ago or even last week were saying, wow, I can't believe the offers I'm seeing out of Europe. And now we're starting to hear people say, well, I was looking for it. I want to go buy those offers and they're gone. Right. So I, I think we've seen a little a stability in Europe. And I wouldn't doubt it if an auction like this on the GDT isn't something that sparks a little bit of interest for buyers to step back in and, you know, try to pick up some cheaper prices. If I was an international buyer right now and I had my choice of where I could go, New Zealand skim at $1.28, US nonfat at $1.24, or EU skim at $1.13, I'm at least going to start my purchasing in Europe right now. And I wouldn't doubt it again if we don't see that European price come up and harmonize at the very least with the U.S., if not New Zealand. But it's an auction like this that can kind of make that happen. So to, to sum it up, I would say, again, we we had been waiting for China to step back in. I make the argument that China very much is here. Prices on the GDT have stabilized and now we're moving higher. If we look again to what kept the pressure on the market, I would say that it was the EU that did that. We are starting to see at least some stability in the EU, and I wouldn't doubt it if we don't see the EU rally. I think it leaves a little bit of room for U.S. prices to stabilize here, if not move a little higher. I guess we're going to have to wait to see. The trend that uh, you and I had kind of noticed happening was three lower auctions, and we'd have two higher. We'd go back into a three lower auction, and now I guess uh, we'll see if that trend continues in about two weeks and if we can get another higher global dairy trade. Yeah, I I would hate uh, the just to sign off though. I guess I would look at it to say I, I wouldn't say I don't want anybody to walk away from this saying, hey, the U.S. market, specifically in the cheese world, is about ready to move a whole lot higher. Uh, it does feel like here in the U.S. we have some of our own issues to deal with. We exported a record amount of cheese last year. It's, it's an unbelievably impressive number, and I think the U.S. dairy industry, specifically the cheese side of things, should be very proud. But the nonfat industry did a great job. The butter had a, did a great job. And I mean, everybody had these incredible exports. I guess I would look and forward right now, at least here in the short to medium term and say, I'm not so sure our exports are going to be as strong for this first quarter, if not maybe into the second quarter as they were last year. That's not because people in the U.S. dairy industry aren't working as hard as they possibly can. It simply comes down to, again, that European price went so much lower than ours. And I think one of the ways they solved their problems was they cut into some of our market share. So if we look at it through the aspect of we have maybe a, right as of right now, we have a little bit more milk here in the U.S., but we have potentially less exports right? We just take all that the same. We probably have a little bit of downside pressure here, at least in the cheese world, maybe in the butter. On the skim side, again, we're, we're in such decent harmony with the rest of the world. I think we're okay. But I, I guess I just look at it and say the cheddar and butter world or the cheese and butter world might have a little bit of downside to it. And then I think as we look longer term here, I think it, it comes down to how low do we go if we do go lower, how low do we go in pricing and how long do we stay there? If we take a deep dive and stay down here for two months, 
I think we can expect to see the July to Dece curve on all of these products start to go up. And that's just going to come from the expectation that lower prices are going to lead to less milk production. If we're able to hang out here in this level, and uh, I guess I, I don't want to dig too far into details of what break-evens are, but I, I feel like if we hang out at this level, we can... we probably stand to not lose too much milk production and that July to these piece can stabilize. And as we get into the fall, it might move a little bit lower, but all in all, I think, you know, I think this was a, a generally supportive auction. And if we do move lower in our price here in the first quarter, at the end of the first quarter and into the second quarter, you know, our relative pricing should help us capture some more exports and the potential that we'll lose milk production probably means that July to Dece is steady to higher somewhere in here. Absolutely. Well, as always, John, we appreciate your insight. Our next auction, what do we have? Two weeks from now, I guess we're going to have the, the next piece of the puzzle here for GDT. But until then, we appreciate everybody listening. If anyone has any questions on GDT, please feel free to shoot John or myself a note. We will try to answer it to the best of our abilities. Appreciate everybody listening. Until next time, have a great week. and We will see you soon. Thank you.